Yes, yes. I know I've played that as an opener before. Hi. Hello. This is Soundscape. We haven't been here in a while. Quite a while, yes. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> but we are happy to join you guys again, once again, for another trip through a year. Trip through a year. It's 2008. That, that That's the year. But uh, don't take the first song as the indication of 2008, because that was way before 2008. Sometimes you just have to, like, you have a song in your head and it feels like it needs to be played. And even though it may not be needing to be played by all the people, like all the people who are listening, are like, why are you playing? This is what's in my head. <laughs> there you go. Now you know what's in his head. Well, at least part of it. There are some dark corners that you're not allowed into. And some you are. Okay. <laughs> So, guys, we're celebrating the, the music of 2008 today. Uh, we kind of started this earlier this year, and we're moving from, like, we started at 19, I think we started in 1968. Maybe we started in 1978. Uh, but we're working our way all the way up to 2018, so we can do the best of 2018. Yay! Woo! Um, so that that was part of my goal before we uh, closed out Soundscape to start my other, my other podcast. Our other podcast uh, was to do that to get through the years and to have a few more uh good theme shows so um with that said i've got a lot of great progressive music from 2008 for you just a smattering of other stuff just to kind of remind you what year you're in kind of thing but uh 
we won't be playing any more of whatever that was, 1980-something. Uh, Jefferson Starship, I'm sure yeah. it was 1980-something. It's got to be. It seems like they were trying really, really hard to be a different band at the time. I mean, so Jefferson Airplane, very psychedelic, mm-hmm. very different. Starship comes along and, and really hits the uh, like the AOR sound, whatever you want to call that. They hit it. At least right there they did. So anyway... Let's move on to some Prague. Woohoo! Great, glorious Prague. Uh, we're going to start you with a band called Willow Glass. And uh, the name of the album is uh, Book of Hours. And we're going to hear the Maythorn Grass off this album. So do a couple of tracks and then we'll come back and talk about them. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us and we look forward to. Hearing your thoughts here in our chat room. Come on and join us. Or if you want to message me psychically, you're welcome to. But like I said, there's dark places there. I don't not I don't suggest you venture far not in there. It's deep, miry muck. Just come join us in chat at yes. uh, progrock.com. Chat's a better place than my head. Here we go. Thank you. 
All right. That uh, that was Simon Says. And that last piece there, I really need to figure out what that is because that's definitely backward masking stuff going on. Something you'd expect, I guess, from a band who's trying to emulate 70s prog. Uh, let's start it out there. We had uh, Willow Glass with the Maythorn the Maythorn Grass. Willow Glass with the Maythorn Grass. It, try to say it. Wow, that's a, ten times. a mouthful. Just try to say it five times. See if you can keep <laughs> glass and grass separate. Go ahead. I'll wait. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Willow Glass is a project that came into being about 2003, 2004. It's a personal project of Andrew Marshall. He wanted to produce music that sounded like the music of the 80s, 70s. Sorry, 70s. Um, he played in numerous bands in the 80s. Um, but uh, he, he put his passion together, created uh, some pretty amazing progressive rock albums. And this is the second one, I believe. Uh, which is called The Book of Hours. And that was recorded in 2008. Um, they've also made a third album uh, called The Dream Harbor, which we've heard here on on Soundscape before as well. So uh, good stuff. Willow Glass, Book of Hours. Follow that up with Simon Says. This is a Swedish band, um, heavily laden with Mellotron stuff. Um, and... Uh, we heard the song, you know, I'll have to look back at it. <laughs> we heard the song As the River Runs. It's not, there's two big epics on the album that people really like, uh, but we heard As the River Runs. Um, the 30 minute epic I didn't think I wanted to put in this show because what I want to do is lead you to the album and not play the full album, which, you know, 30 minutes is close to the full album, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. So, uh, anyway, that is Simon Says. 2008 was a time that Soundscape was pretty constant. I think we were weekly at the time. Not sure, but I think we were weekly. And uh, we got a good smattering of, we we got a good understanding of 2008 for the most part. Uh, When I looked through the music of 2008, I thought, oh, yeah, that's that's familiar. I haven't heard that in a long time. So that's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming. Things I haven't heard in a long time. Things you haven't heard in a long time, most likely, because if you're listening to Prague Rock, most people are focused on the newest stuff out there. Um, highest grossing films of 2008, just for your awareness. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia was number 10. Oh, that was good. Wally. Oh, that was an excellent movie. The first Iron Man. Oh my God! Really? Yep. That was in two thousand eight. That was in two thousand eight. Okay. Quantum of Solace. Oh, okay. The mm. second Daniel Craig movie. Yeah. And really, not my favorite. Not a, not not as good as the first, definitely. No. Madagascar Escape <gasps> to Africa. That was a fun movie. I, I enjoyed that, that one. Mamma Mia. No, I've never saw. Still that. haven't seen it. Yeah. Hancock is number four. Hancock. Also, still haven't seen it. Oh, that's the Will Smith one. Okay. Yeah. Superhero comedy film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Panda. That was an excellent movie. Okay, here here's the surprise. At number two, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Seriously? That piece of crap was number two? So let, let's oh. be here. Probably what happened was everybody was so excited oh. to see a new Indiana Jones film, they went out and paid money for it. 
And then we paid money for it. We, we saw paid, it in the theater. I know we saw it in the theater. I feel bad. Ugh, I feel awful. like I contributed something horrible to the world. Yes. Ugh. Top grossing film of 2008, The Dark Knight. Oh, that was an excellent movie. Christopher Nolan's second uh, chapter in the in the Dark Knight trilogy, <laughs> and the best, really, really, the best really out of the good. three, yes. really good. Yeah. All right, I accept that one. That was that redeems number two. Well. <laughs> Yes, that redeems number and, you two. You know what really hurts is that Kate Blanchett was in that movie, and I didn't like her. <laughs> I didn't like her performance, and I was just like, what is going on in the world? In in what movie? Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, I didn't remember it. In... No, it, it like stunk up everything, including my love for Kate Blanchett, which is not acceptable. I love that woman. So I was like, so it even managed to ruin my opinion of Kate Blanchett. For a second. For just a second. And then it was back to foreign. Fine. But still. I'm wondering if this is a case, though. Like, I haven't seen it since it came out. Maybe we should go back and watch it. I'm wondering if this is a case like episode one, which we loved episode one when it came out. We so did. I can't say anything bad about episode one. But, you know, fans, deep Star Wars it. fans, have been very... Um, critical. Critical of episode one. Yeah. So maybe I need to go back because, I mean, you build up so much hype and you try to go see something and you're expecting something. You're expecting Indy 1 or Indy 3. Yeah, Indy 2 is And you get Indy 2. Uh, (laughs) It was okay. Just don't go see the even-numbered Indiana Jones movies. No, 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 but I still quote number two. So there's got to be some good stuff in it. I really do like Kate Capshaw. But so (laughs) it's just not as compared to one and three. It's not as good. That's all. Yeah, okay. But I just thought number four was just abysmal. But just from a whole filmmaking standpoint, I didn't like it. Well, it just didn't fit my view of what Indiana Jones was. Right. Hey, we're listening. We're here to uh, (laughs) talk about music. Talk about music. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we got lost down a rabbit hole. Sorry, guys. It's so easy, though. 2008. I mean, that was was, uh, 11 years ago. Yeah, we were. 11 years ago. We were nine years into marriage. You were young then. Nine years. Nine years <laughs> married at that point. All right. Oh, babies. <laughs> yeah, I guess we were. All right. So we're going to move on into more music from 2008. Uh, this first one is is one of my favorite bands from that period of time. Uh, most people would not consider them prog, but I really just love this song. And hopefully you'll go in and pick up some music by My Morning Jacket as well. Oh, yeah. Give me this a is. Touch me, I'm going to scream, part two.
zip in the bank and draw a boat across the noise. Examine the hairline, his archives in the strands. You tell him something that puts the weakness in my hands. I see what I suppose I breathe what I despise Black wheels and yellow in the sand I see every idea I
All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you guys hear the squeak every time I move that thing? I hope that you don't, but I have the feeling that you might. I'm sorry if you do. <laughs> I do, but... <laughs> well, you do, because you're in the room. I'm in the room, so... <laughs> All right. We're perusing the music of 2008. We started that set with My Morning Jacket, Touch Me, I'm Going to Scream, Part 2, that came off the album Evil Urges, which apparently just missed winning the best alternative album of the year to uh, Radioheads in Rainbows. This is according to Austin. It's Austin Space who's in uh, chat right now. Um, yeah, the, there are three albums there that from My Morning Jacket that I just really enjoy a lot, and that is uh, uh, Evil Urges, uh, Circuital, and uh, what's the other one? It's not Z, is it? Maybe it's Z? Anyway, um, great stuff all the way around. <clears throat> Follow that up with Arion and the Fifth Extinction. Now let's talk about Arion for a minute. Arion typically is a story-based uh, rock opera kind of thing, and uh, this is no different. It's called 0101101, which in ASCII 2 means Y, which stands for the planet Y. Um, through technological advancement forever, a race of aquatic beings living on planet Y has found the secret of longevity. They've advanced to the point that they have become completely dependent on machines and are losing their emotions. A passing comment on a collision course with planet Earth provides the opportunity to revitalize their race forever, harness the comet to carry their DNA to a new home on Earth. When the comet and Earth collide... The cataclysmic impact exterminates the dinosaurs, which is the fifth extinction. But from the ashes of destruction, humans arise. At first, the experiment with seeded DNA seems successful. Through the humans, forever vicariously relive the emotions they experienced before the age of machines. In order to help mankind overcome their physical ailments and mental limitations, forever speeds up human evolution. But the result is tragic. People develop a similar technological dependency with their emotions waning just like forever, and moral development not keeping pace with their capacity to invent. Forever must find a way to save mankind from its imminent self-destruction. Or should they? Mm. <laughs> hmm. Pretty prophetic uh, work from Arian there. Um, it's a double album that you can check out. Uh, the Fifth Extinction is the first part of CD2. Which is just that that that's what that's about the the destruction of the dinosaurs in favor of the folks from the folks who will become humans. This interesting uh, mythology has shown up in Terence McKenna's work as well. Terence McKenna believed that mushroom spores that were on a asteroid hit the Earth and seeded the Earth, and then when mankind came across the mushrooms. They ate the mushrooms, and then they had mushroom and human communion in which the mushrooms were able to communicate to the human and thus change the human genome in some way. Not really sure how all that works, but uh, a lot of people seem to have ideas that uh, we did not come from here. So say we all. Um, <laughs> we follow that up with... Uh, no Twilight in the Courts of the Sun, which I always manage to make the mistake of saying No Twilight in the Courts of the Crimson King. For those who read that, I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't think it has anything to do with Robert Fripp, but it could. It could. Um, but Insurgentes was uh, Stephen Wilson's first solo album. It came out in 2008, and I really didn't pay a lot of attention to it at the time because it wasn't Porcupine Tree. <laughs> yeah, it took a while to get over that. It did. It, it felt like a stab in the back. Like, why? Why? I, I just really loved Porcupine Tree. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and so I didn't pay much attention to Insurgentes, but... That's a fantastic piece of music that we just listened to there. That was was awesome. And uh, then, of course, after that came a lot of good music from Mm, Stephen Wilson. Oh, my God. The Raven? Yeah, Raven that refused to sing. We had uh, the Postcard album. We had now, I mean, there's just so many. And now he's on tour, and I'm trying to convince Susie to go to Italy with me in September (laughs) to see him. my god oh man that's the only reason to go to italy right? only reason to go <laughs> forget you know the culture and the well pasta and the pasta food. and stephen wilson <laughs> <laughs> no no you just go because you know he's playing there and you gotta go well yeah i mean seeing the world through music that was always my plan except it's become seeing the world through board games now but seeing the world through music was always my plan um, so, uh, talking about Insurgentes, Stephen Wilt says, One of the myths about me is that I grew up only listening to 70s music. Although I did listen to that stuff, I had to go back to discover it. The music around me when I was a teenager was actually the music of the 80s, and one aspect of it that really appealed to me was the so-called post-punk music scene of artists like Cocktail Twins, Dead Can Dance, Joy Division, The Cure, A Certain Ratio, Wire, Public Image Limited, Magazine, and labels such as 4AD, factory and creation that music was a big part of my youth usually when i listen to one of my old records it's painful and all i can hear is the stuff that i would have done differently now with perhaps one exception i think no twilight became a much better live number i enjoyed every piece the album was a real breakthrough for me and there's really some good stuff on there harmony corinne is on there abandoner is on there uh we also have get all you deserve so lots of good stuff Mm. on this album and uh if you don't have a copy, I'm going to like channel Jack Black here. Don't tell anyone you don't have this album. Man, come over here. I'll get you this album. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay. So, uh, just a quick run through of some of the TV shows of 2008. Surprisingly, 2008 is when Breaking Bad premiered. Really? Never cared for it, but uh, people seem to love it. Well, and you, of course, got mistaken for. Oh yeah, I, the character. I have all at times all the time been mistaken <laughs> for the main character. Yes. But I tried to watch it. I just really I couldn't get into it. Uh, a little more random, something I didn't know existed. Speed Racer: The Next Generation came out in 2008 completely slipped my mind or slipped the my point speed of view. The new Speed Racer? The one? new Speed Racer, The one yes. with John Goodman? Yes. It was alright. I, I wasn't too enamored of it. Well, no, no, it wasn't the movie. Oh. No, it was a show. A TV show? No, I actually liked the, the movie. The movie was good. It was okay. The History Channel debuted Jurassic Fight Club. What the? <laughs> which I kind of wish I saw. That? But I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 
Oh, there was also the Clone Wars came out mm-hmm. that year. The Star Star Wars, the Clone Wars the ch- cartoon animated, yeah. the animated show, Not which is the, excellent. It is actually. It's really quite. It's done very quite well. good. Um, the Penguins of Madagascar oh. debuted that year. That show was so funny, so freaking funny. I love that show. <laughs> yep, it, it's still it's still good. Life on Mars started that year. Not the David Bowie song. No, obviously. And The Mentalist. Oh, that was a good show. Oh, and Fringe. When John Noble got to leave... Leave the highlights of being involved in Return of the King. and Went uh, from Crazy Denethor to Crazy Future Guy. Yeah, really. He really did. Uh, The first episode, I think, was an episode about using LSD in a float tank. Yes. Yes. Had my attention for at least a moment. (laughs) All right, all right. So that's TV in 2008, in case you didn't remember. I mean, it's just 10 years ago. I'm sure you remember. You all remember, right? 11 years ago. 11. Fine, it's 11 years ago. I'm old. I can do that. (laughs) It's allowed. All right. Let's carry on. Um, This next band I only paid attention to because they had a song called P.T., which was about porcupine tree. Really? Oh my gosh, okay. But I've I've since learned the errors of my ways. Well, I mean, in the midst of losing Porcupine Tree, potentially, uh, a song about Petrie comes out. Oh, I'm good. Um, this is the band D-Expus, and the album is titled Halfway Home. And we're going to hear the song Greed as the beginning of this set. Uh, so sit back and relax and then enjoy the ride. <laughs>
Shine.
Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just forget how good some of this music really is. Uh, We heard Dxpis and Greed. That is from Halfway Home. Uh, After that was Opeth with Porcelain Heart. This uh, this album didn't get any traction from me at the time, but uh, the album is Watershed, and I really enjoyed that. That was fantastic. Uh, Porcelain Heart. And then uh, followed it up with a D project, Closer to My Soul, Closer to My Heaven. This one is uh, basically about images of Mount Everest. The whole album. Uh, Sagarmatha Dilemma, which is the name of the album that uh, this song comes off of, is about images of, of Mount Everest and climbing Mount Everest. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, the, D, the D Project is a band from Canada. And it really starts with a multi-instrumentalist named Stephanie... <laughs> I'm sorry, Desbians. I, I, I could be right about the name. And Arthur Francis Foy. Um, But, uh, yeah, they've got a few albums out now, and every album has been excellent. So check that one out, Sagarmatha Dilemma. And uh, going back real quick to to D-Expus, they've been around since 2007, and that was their, I think, their first album, Halfway Home. Um, and their last album was 2012, so we are due for a DXPS album. Yeah, you hear that band? We're due. <laughs> like you guys are listening, I and uh, I'm giving you the go-ahead. You can go ahead and start uh, you, start finishing that album now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and it's sorry, Farmville sorry, sorry, time. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, the toys of 2008, because that's one of my favorite ones to look at. Uh, Disney's Ultimate Wally came out, and he can dance to music, give you those sad eyes when he's blue, and use his infrared sensors to steer clear of obstacles. Oh, boy. $190 for that toy. $190? That's ridiculous. Now you would be able to get that toy for much, much cheaper, but at the time, that was new technology for everyone. There's also the Wow Wee, a live lion cub. Uh, it's a stuffed animal. The plush lion will meow and wink for attention, snarl when you rub him the wrong way, <laughs> and snore contentedly when held gently in the arms of kids ages three and up. I was going to say, how does he know he's not in the arms of a two-year-old? It's a great way to start teaching tots how to treat animals with care and why yanking on their tails is a bad idea. Hmm. Does he scratch them? Because I want him to scratch them if they yank on his tail. It's the same result you'll get with anybody. Uh, don't forget the Mattel style in studio. Instead of raiding mom's closet and makeup stash, tween girls can try out new eyeshadow, hairdos, hats, and more using this PC-compatible drawing board with a built-in camera. Warning, after protect- perfecting their virtual makeover, they may beg for a real one. Okay. Get them started right there. <laughs> Yep. Other stuff that came out, night vision goggles for kids. Yeah, that's a thing we need. Night vision goggles. Uh, What is this one? A portable ATM for kids. No. Oh, my God. So it's not a bank. It's not like a piggy bank. It's a portable ATM. And you can actually put a card in and get money out. 
That's crazy. Uh, moving on. Yo Gabba Gabba. I guess that was a thing at that time. Yeah, it was a TV show. I knew nothing about it. But they look like various drug-oriented trips I've taken. <laughs> oh, maybe nothing else. Just wanted to go over the toys. I thought that was a good idea. Oh, well, there's the Lego Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. Oh, was that a Lego one? or was that It may not have been Lego. It may have just no, been... It's, it's a not. Legacy Collection Millennium Falcon yeah, for one fifty nine ninety nine. Because I was going to say, the Lego Millennium Falcon didn't come out until, like, the last few years. Because I remember when George bought it and was really excited about putting it together. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. And that's only been in the last couple of years. So... But that thing looked cool. That was like from our time, our kid time. That was from our kid time, yeah. If that had been out when I was a kid, then that would have been on my wish list for like years and years and That's years true. and years. That's true. <laughs> I had my Battlestar Galactica launch bay. Uh, the pastel edition of Scrabble, because you know you need a pink Scrabble. Ugh. Uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed came out on the Wii. Oh, wow. iPods. iPods. A pink 8-gigabyte iPod Nano. Back when they were a thing. Back when they were a thing. Before we had phones. Before the apocalypse. <laughs> the Wii Fit came out that year. Oh, We used we the hell that. out of the Wii Fit, actually. We used that a lot. 11 years ago when we were youngins. My gosh. We used our Wii a lot. We did. It's a lot of fun at the time. We, I, I still like the Wii. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> you guys are enjoying that, Side-tracked right? Sidetracked again. Sidetracked by the stuff I planned to say anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to 2008 in Prague. One of my favorite albums of that year, and I never heard the band before this, uh, was the band It Bites with their album The Tall Ships. Um, I've... Previous, I, I, after I learned about this one, I listened to some older stuff, but there's nothing that compares to this one. Um, this is one of my favorite It Bites albums. And uh, this is, well, we played it a few times on here, but I just love the song. This is The Wind That Shakes the Barley.
There is lamb's wool under my naked feet The wool is soft and warm Gives off some kind of heat A salamander scurries Into flame to be destroyed Imaginary creatures Are trapped in birth On celluloid The fleas cling to the golden fleece Hoping they'll find peace Each thought and gesture Are caught in celluloid There's no hiding in memory There's no room to avoid The crawlers cover the floor In the red ochre corridor For my second sight of people They've more lifeblood than before They're moving in time To a heavy wooden door Where the needle's eye
Great stuff. 2008. That was Asia, Sleeping Giant, No Way Back, Reprise. That's from the Asia album Phoenix. And uh, Susie made the comment it sounds very 80s, but that's what I like about Asia. Totally 80s. I love Asia, and that's the reason I love them. (laughs) Because, you know, you look at the Asia album, and that's still constantly on my playlist. So, anyway, that was kind of a return to Asia, because, like, for a little while there, we had Asia with John Payne, which was good, don't get me wrong, but it was not John Wetton, and... uh, to me, John made the band. Obviously, there's a great band there because you got Steve Howe. You got all the original people there. Carl Palmer. The one with uh, the one with John Payne didn't have those guys. So, to me, the better version of Asia, but still all great stuff. Anyway, we started that set with The Wind That Shakes the Barley from It Bites. Uh, from Moves after that with Crash Mind. I just learned today that For Moves is short for for. From Uzbekistan. <laughs> that was how they named themselves. Uh, rewiring Genesis after that with the Carpet Crawlers. This was uh, a project of a number of musicians, but I guess the main musician involved was Nick DiVirgilio. Yay! Nick bringing, DiVirgilio! A, bringing together a, a great cast of peoples. Um, and uh, yeah, you got Nick DiVirgilio, Cat uh, Bowser. Carolyn Martin, Mike Lusk, Dave Martin, Don Carr. I could go on for a while. All great musicians, all featured on this. Rewiring Genesis, a tribute to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Just enough new stuff for you to feel like, uh, that's newish. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, profundity. Yes, that's me. I speak in, in clear sentences so that you can get confused. So that's that's our that's our set there for that one. We are going to move on to some live stuff, but first, it is is my duty to uh, continue to look at 2008. Can't help it. That's what I do. Uh, 2008 was when Battlestar Galactica, the board game, came out. One of my favorite board games of all time. This is from Fantasy Flight, and it does a really good job of creating the kind of intrigue that goes on when you don't know if you're surrounded by Cylons or not. Beautiful. Uh, several Carcassons came out, but that's pretty normal. Uh, I think normal years have Carcassons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lahav came out, which is, uh, I believe that's an Uwe Rosenberg. You people who don't game, you don't know what I'm talking about, but that's okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> sexy Slang. A board game made by Icebreaker Entertainment uh, is an adult party game similar to Pictionary and Charades, but with risque clue words. game is played with four or more people who divide into teams that something something. Just thought that was interesting. Can you believe Stone Age came out that year, Susie? Really? Stone Age came I thought it was earlier than that. I thought so, too. T- Stone Age is a great worker placement game for those guys who don't play games. Worker placement games are games where you have a meeple, a little guy who goes to work in a particular spot and does a thing and gives you resources. You are pretty much, as the person looking over the board, you're God to these little slaves. There you go. Uh, Killer Bunnies and the Journey to Jupiter. Oh, my. The sequel to Killer Bunnies and the Quest for the Magic Carrot, which, if you'll recall, 
we talked about it in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing Gods is a satirical, satirical board game. Two to five players each represent a different god and compete with each other to take over the world. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Uh, I don't have one for that. <laughs> I don't know, Brian. And that's all I get to. <laughs> My brain just doesn't have have a, a, a pinkyism for you. Sorry. I think so, Brian. But if the farmers were still, how can they lay in the fields? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, lots of good, interesting stuff came out in 2008. So I just thought I'd throw those out your way. You can find them all on uh, Wikipedia just to take a look at all the great board games that came out in the year. 2008 was actually a good year for board games. Um, so there you go. Board games of 2008. You ready for some live music? Yes, please. I'm ready for some live music also. There's a lot of good live music that came out in 2008. Uh, but we need to start it with these guys because I just really love these guys. This is Riverside. The Curtain Falls.
So this one's called The Slow Crash Landing Man.
Bob Morris on guitar, ladies and gentlemen.
train set and match spy under the blind. Shiny and contoured, the railway winds. I've heard the sound from my cousin's bed. The hiss of the train at the railway head Oh, it's the summers I slept in a way Fifty-ton angel falls to the earth A pile of old metal, gray and black Scars in the country, summer and hot Slipping away I'm in love When he reaches here You're tying me up I'm dying of love It's okay Thank you very much, Mr. Stephen Wilson of Porcupine Tree. That was trains. Like, you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you listened to our show, you knew. (laughs) I would hope. All right. So uh, that was our live set. We started with Riverside and the Curtain Falls. Spock's Beard, the Slow Crash. Slow, never. Excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> I hate it when you trip on a word The slow crash landing man Rush after that with the main monkey business uh, David Gilmore from Live and Gadance Take a breath Muse with Supermassive Black Hole from the Harp H-A-A-R-P album 
And finally, Porcupine Tree with Trains, which is really just Stephen Wilson in, like, solo. But it was labeled Porcupine Tree. It came off the album We Lost the Skyline. I think it was played at a Tower Records back when there were Tower Records. Oh, my God. That is old. Yep. That's a little while ago. So we got about an hour now, and so we're going to play some of the best things I liked in 2008. And I'm pretty sure you're going to like them, too. Um, But that's just my guess. I could be wrong. Let's start with the Moon Safari. Nice. Always one of my favorite bands. And that, someone was asking in chat what I was looking forward to in music. I am looking forward to Himmelbacken Volume 2. Is that the name of their new album? Yeah, Himmelbacken Volume 1 was the one with uh, Sugar Band and... um, bunch of other songs i can't think of right now but i really like i really like blue uh, moon safari so uh blue moon safari that's it that's what i'm talking about right there this is from blumjud gesundheit (laughs) Uh, this is called blue bells
And still, nobody's landed yet on Mars. But if I get my quota finished, there might be time for a swift half in the bar.
Lots of great stuff in that set. I'll just count it down for you real quick. It was a long set, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> we did Moon Safari with Bluebells. That's really as far as go back? Okay, yeah. Bluebells from Moon Safari, and that's the album Bloom Judd. After that was Frost, Experiments and Mass Appeal from Experiments and Mass Appeal. Uh, the Tangent, not as good as the, as the book from Not As Good As The Book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pineapple Thief with Different World from Tightly Unwound. Or is it Tightly Wound? It's Tightly something. Hang on. <laughs> tightly Unwound. Uh, and finally, Erpe Vale with Masters of War from the Erpe Vale Experience. Well, this has been 2008. Not that we've played everything? Certainly not. Oh, my God. There's so many things I wanted to play for you guys. I know. So many. Um, just some rundowns real quick. Birds and Buildings got the highest rating on Prague Archives, which a uh, really good album. Bantam to Behemoth. I really enjoyed it. There's Beardfish also that we missed on. Uh, Diagonal and Von Herzen Brothers. Pendragon put out Pure that year. Uh, there was also Believe and Cast and Lunatic Soul, Hassanaten, No Man did uh, Schoolyard Ghosts that year. Uh, we also had Marillion and uh, Happiness is the Road, the double album. I'm, I'm sorry to say the rather disappointing double album that followed up my favorite Marillion album, which is Marbles. <laughs> Wasn't it? Isn't that the second? Like it went there and there. It may have been uh, somewhere else between those two. Can't think. It's been a while. Martin Orford also did The Old Road. Uh, Uriah Heep had a new album that year called Wake the Sleeper. Um, so, so much good stuff that we missed, and I'm sorry to say we missed it. But I do have one more for you. And that is from the band Car Mechanic. Woohoo! I do love me some Car Mechanic. 
this album is called Who's the Boss in the Factory? And the name of the song is Send a Message from the Heart. So I figured that was a good end. Let's send a message from the heart. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. God willing and the creek don't rise. Uh, is that a phrase that people say? That is, yes. I don't know if they say it here, but that is a phrase that people say. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> we we thank you for joining us. We had a great time. Hope you did too. Uh, don't run away though. Stick around. This is a is an epic song that I'm about to play for you. Um, so enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Bye, kids. Not bad and hot is not When I spoke or sang of
has different shades of gray.
Message from the heart. 